So, Evan, how many dimes does it take to screw in a light bulb? 11 cents. <laughs> There's not a wrong answer here. Uh, but if I were to give an answer, I would say the dimes don't have hands and they definitely do not screw in light bulbs. So, that is all, all factual. <laughs> <laughs> Those pass rushes were great now. That's exactly what we want to do right there. Hey, what defense is that? Sprout left exit, Richard Nixon. Hell no. It's the Nickel and Brime package. Ooh, I like that. I like it. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Brian. Hey there, you delectable dime. I got a true treat for you this week. I got a Mr. Evan Martlett on the show this week. And holy smokes, guys. He is he was, was, is the main wording there. The second place team in our league until he played against me, of course, which is AK the 12 and 0 team. And uh, you know, everyone's lost so far, so it's not a big deal, Evan. Don't beat yourself up too bad. Uh here he is. Welcome to the show, Evan. How's your package? Oh, it's good. Uh, my eyeballs just rolled out of my head, though. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, bad. sometimes you got to have a little bit of an intro, you know what I mean? <laughs> got to hook them in. So Bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I really wanted to talk about this Colin Kaepernick stuff. And um, I don't know how much you've been really paying attention to it at all. Is it any, like, what's... Yeah, honestly, all I really know is is his recent workout extravaganza, which um, it seems like a bad plan. Like, well, you know, if I, think, if I, I think if I went to a job fair and I was like, all of you people here at this job fair are pansies and you're all running away from me. I don't think anyone's going to hire, hire me. Well, I think it would be something along the line. I mean, I think you were close. I think it would be more of a, you were <clears throat> planning and told everybody you're going to this job fair. And then you get to the open door and then, you know, the person that hands you a pamphlet for like all the, the potential jobs in the room and then you look and you see one that you don't like and then you leave and you demand that all the other jobs that you do like come and hang out at your house you know what i mean exactly so i mean yes, we're kind of go ahead we're kind of uh skidding it a little bit but definitely there was probably some wordage in those waivers that he didn't like or his lawyer didn't like, but I think overall, this dude, I don't know if this guy wants to play or not. I honestly can't tell. Like, how does he think like this helps him at all? You know, everyone in the league has to give up their rights for something, you know? Because it's 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 just the collective bargaining agreement with the NFL to the um the NFL union for the players, you know. Yeah. So 
every everyone gives up some rights in something so he shouldn't feel like he's elevated above everybody else or whatever and i think a part of that was they wouldn't allow him to videotape the actual um <clears throat> workout with his own equipment i think it was something to do with that and <laughs> i think at that point in time you you have a nfl you have NFL coaches, you have NFL scouts, you have an NFL setting at the Atlanta Falcons practice uh, stadium or the stadium. I don't know which one it was, but when you have something along those lines and you have this opportunity in front of you, how do you squander it that hard and expect to get a call from anybody? So I I, I honestly don't know if you um, listened to his after workout speech. But it was basically, in a nutshell, hey, I'm here, Roger Goodell, come on, come on, man, we're here, you saw me working, there's like 32 teams there, you, you, you know, call me, man, call me, we're here. <laughs> I mean, I think that hit the nail right on the head. And it's it's like he... he <laughs> He's he's trying to make a spectacle out of it. Like he's the victim, you know? Like he's trying to get people to rally behind him. And you know, honestly, if an actual NFL team like got their head out of their ass and realized that there's like eight teams in the league that could actually upgrade from Colin Kaepernick, they would like they're 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 just chicken shit. Like um I I saw this really good um idea that i was reading <clears throat> i i actually think i wrote it so never mind i wasn't really reading it but i kind of compared it to you know when musicians people that usually have like tipping jars right like usually they'll put like a dollar or two of their own money in there so you know it just takes oh like recognition of like oh people are tipping there he must that, you know, that person must be good at what they do, you know, like, oh, that's acceptable. I'll tip them too. You know what I mean? It's like a herd mentality. And then when you start to, you know, get more and more tips, it's like, oh, everyone wants to tip. But the how this relates to Colin Kaepernick is no one wants to tip him. You know, no one wants to call him or initiate that first call. And I I think it would be very funny and also very interesting if Colin Kaepernick's agent had tweeted out something to the extent of we have been contacted by a team and then see what kind of shit would happen. I see if other people are willing to follow in. Yeah, because I, I almost guarantee you that th it, it would have been a waterfall. Like all these teams, like just look around the league. Like you, you got Kyle Allen, Brandon Allen. What's another shitty quarterback? Are we sticking on Allen's? Uh, There's Josh yeah, Allen out I mean, there too. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen's really good. I mean, he's not really good, but he's he's making things happen in Buffalo. So the best Allen out there right he's, now. He's he's definitely not Colin Kaepernick replaceable. But think about like, do you think he'd be an upgrade over Tom Brady right now? Josh Allen? No, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, I thought you were saying Josh Allen. No, um, no, no, no. No, I mean, either way, the answer is no, but. <laughs> really? Okay.
I don't think so. Do you think oh, yeah. that I think Tom Brady's struggling a bit right now, but I think it's I think I don't think everyone on the team has drink has drank um the magic Tom Brady juice, you know, like what they had in Space Jam, right, like the special right. MJ juice. I think he's got to <laughs> yeah. give everyone that, and then the offense will all of a sudden show up in the playoffs and score a hundred points a game. Well, not everyone can be full vegans, you know, so that's it uh, it's very difficult to do. So, but anyway, so I definitely think Colin Kaepernick will have a job. Hopefully, if he stops this PR bullshit. But man, I definitely think he should be signed. Like he's a really, he would be a really good backup almost anywhere. Like just like he could honestly replace like probably like eight to 12 people, like quarterbacks right now. Like, like in Pittsburgh, especially like this whole like Mason Rudolph bullshit. Like they've just benched him for uh, Devlin Hodges. And it's like, why wouldn't you try out Colin Kaepernick? I mean, you basically have a losing season already. Like you might as well just take the full brunt of it and just sign this guy that apparently has all this hate, but he likes to take a knee. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't really care about players expressing themselves. I mean, like there's a difference between taking a knee and pissing on a flag. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, people are just overreacting yeah i definitely think the whole situation was overreacted to and it just it turned into like a just political extremists on a both fucking ends. crazy right like, like it turned into social something. experiment like, like it's it just like oh be. well my name's colin kaepernick i'm gonna start kneeling and i hope everyone else does too and then everyone's like oh man i had so many like white old dudes at my other job, just I ain't watching that shit anymore. I turned it off, you know. And a lot of people in these uh, conservative states of America really feel that way. So it's it's like cater to your audience. Who, if you're going to move into other countries, you know, think about that. Think about what he stands for. You know, and how people could resonate with him, especially in Mexico and all the and um, England. You know, it's just like I don't think the NFL totally thinks this shit through, and I think they're constantly under fire because they're a bunch of idiots. So, anyway, let's. Let's move on from Colin Kaepernick, un- unless you have anything else to say about him. I think we covered it all. <laughs> okay, so let's move on into the uh, fantasy recaps of the week for week 12, which we start- we're going to be starting off with Waylon barely beating a last place Dylan, which, wow, wow, wee wow. Dylan um, put up 88 points, and this was looking like a pretty close game until the very last moment. I think it was Zeke that actually put him over. I think it was Zeke and Chubb that made him kind of go over. Oh, wait, no, it was Adams. It was Adams. So it was Adams and Zeke. So those, those two combined are what really helped him out to overtake Dylan. And man, it was looking pretty rough because 
that Dwayne Haskins play. Yeah. Raiders D play looking real rough. Haskins is is one of the quarterbacks I drafted, so pretty much any quarterback who's touched my team is is no bueno. <laughs> well, <laughs> except Jimmy Garoppolo, is... he's actually he's doing decent now that I got rid of him. He's he's doing better, definitely. I'm happy to see that. I definitely came into this season thinking he was a below average quarterback, and he's um, definitely slinging it now that they actually have. Emmanuel Sanders there. So and your boy Debo is actually playing better. So or playing at a I mean he's a rookie, so basically any kind of production you can get out of him is fantastic. So and it seemed like Debo he wasn't ready to be the number one guy, but having Emmanuel Sanders in there takes some attention off of him really opens things up for him. So yeah. Like a whole new ball game for him. Oh okay. Well, I was I was just gonna say, Dylan, you almost upset Waylon, but once again you fell a little short. So Waylon returns back to his second overall position ranking. And Dylan, you just kind of stay at twelve and you are now a bottom feeder for the rest of the season. So I apologize for um your terrible performance, which it's not my fault, so I don't know why I'm apologizing, but uh, let's move on. <laughs> so we got Nick versus Luke, and this was a pretty close game until a Mr. George Kittle took it away. Kittles and Bits is he's otherworldly. Also, the Allen Robinson blow-up game with uh, Kyle Allen was pretty impressive. I think... Um, I think that's about it. I mean, the rest of his team did pretty average. Yeah. And then luck luckily Nick had Odell to score. James White had a one one point two points. That's the lowest. Saquon's been a pretty huge bust, in my opinion. He's been a heartbreaker. Yeah, I I'm actually going to kind of give you the honor here. I'm gonna allow you to tell the audience and myself. Did I lose that trade to Jake? Oh, let me see if I can pull up who all was in there. Um, it was Saquon. I mean, that was a monster trade. Yeah, it it was Saquon. It was James. Uh, I think it was James White. Oh shit! I can't oh, James remember. James Washington, Dwayne Haskins, James White, Tyrell Williams, Baker Mayfield. So who won that trade? <laughs> dot 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 i think honestly i think pretty much everyone from that trade has just kind of stunk yeah that's why, that's, that's why like nothing's no light bulbs are going off because like have they done anything have they done anything just kind of going through one by one that's why I, I i don't and i'm perfectly fine with that i'm fine with a whatever trade like i just don't want to be the loser in the trade and I'm actually really happy that Saquon is not playing that well because it definitely would have um, would have really stung. <laughs> yeah. so. But anyway, Nick, uh, fantastic week for you. You jump back up to the fourth place spot. And um, good luck next week, Luke. You're going to need it. It's a, it's a tight race between the final spots and the 
playoff brackets. So the next game we got is Taylor versus Derek. And wowie, wow, wow, wow. I thought Taylor was going to upset Derek. And I cannot remember from last week if I had actually said to her that you have upset potential against Derek this week. And I honestly think if Derek Carr wouldn't have been pulled, um, that could have happened. But man, her team super underperformed and she didn't drop her kicker. So she had a kicker on by. And Rams D got torn up. Basically, a whole lot of people didn't score any points. And Derrick Henry just kind of... Derrick Henry and Zach Ertz were like, hey, I'll try to win your week for you. I just went and carried the team. Um, Not to get too political, but I am on pro kicker. The pro kicker side of things. Yeah. You uh, invited invited one of those on here. Let's, Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's chill that out, Evan. Uh, We got to stand up the kicker game. Yeah. Kickers suck. You shouldn't get 10 points a week out of your kicker. Yeah. I think we should cap kicker scoring to 10 points a week. Oh, should be capped. Just like how Nick kind of sort of capped our defense. Gotta let the boots fly. Yeah. Yeah, that's just because you are a Saints fan and you have a Lutz Butts. Oh, I, I dropped him. I ha- I've had to change my name three times for my three different kickers. <laughs> I know, and it, it's been very impressive. Very impressive. So, anyway, Taylor, uh, you almost beat Coop, and if he was against any other person besides Dylan, uh, Jake, he would have lost. So... Derek is very lucky. He kind of skated by you. The nail biter. Well, Mark Ingram put up 26 points. So that was also crazy. And Cooper Cup did. Cooper Cup and Todd Gurley didn't really do anything. So, like, I believe going into that game, he had Gerald Everett, Mark Ingram versus her, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup, and Rams defense. If you told me that, I would have been like, wow, okay. Uh, Taylor has it in the bag, but long behold, uh, we're very wrong. So yeah, the Rams are broken, and I hate to Ram- see that for my fellow lovable loser. <laughs> the Rams are broken. We have discussed this in our Slack channel, and it pains uh, Ethan very heavily that he has to watch Jared Goff play and root for him. So. Uh, I regret nothing trading him to him. So uh, enjoy. This is the last year he was keepable. So you're free, Ethan. You're free. Yeah, from... I, I think I traded him to you. Did you? I think you did too. Oh, that was a long time ago. I think I was the first one to get rid of him. I think you were. And I, I kept him for a year. year. <laughs> I think I kept him for a year too. So, um, and I think that was the year that he actually did did something. And then he yeah. he started playing really well. And then I traded him off to Ethan for highest value possible. And then he started sucking again. So um, trade him away next time, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, um, that was Derek beating Taylor. And then the next game was Ethan beating Jake to a fucking pulp and not only beating him to a pulp, but he secu- well, he didn't really secure it yet. 
but he got back into the eighth spot, which is playoff, uh, potentially a playoff spot. And um, Jarvis Landry came through pretty hard for him with uh, Leonard Fournette at a 32 spot. But man, oh man, that Jared Goff 3.4 is pretty rough. And um, man, that New England-Dallas game really sucked. So Yeah, that was a stink match. He didn't really get too many points out of him, so which really sucks. But you know what are you gonna do? You know Travis Kelsey was on by, and Jake's team's pretty like a whatever. I mean, I I think there's a lot of potential there. It's just, I you know it's 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 tough. There's just better teams, so I don't know if Jake will get into the playoffs this year. Um, I definitely think having Kelsey back for this week is going to help him and then potentially Boyd as well. He definitely, um, <clears throat> I doubt he could have started Ryan Fitzpatrick over Dak Prescott. I mean, that's just like, a, I probably would have done it because of the weather, but, um, you know, you, sometimes you got to stick with your studs through uh, rain, sleet, or snow. So let's move on to our next game, which is myself versus evan and evan um i will let you kind of talk through this game a little bit and i'll kind of comment where i see fit so i came into this week um i think i had a strong supporting cast of of everyone (laughs) cheering for me um Mm. wanting me to take down the evil empire right right and i came in with minimal confidence um my running backs (laughs) are an absolute nightmare. <laughs> um, let's see. My quarterbacks have been an absolute nightmare, especially that Carson Wentz fellow that you gifted me. Um, right. He put up a whopping 7.9 points. I think he finally got positive points during the fourth quarter. Um, so that was a stressful game. Um, what else? DJ Moore was great, so I do thank you for that one. Uh, but Amari Cooper shit the bed. Yeah, it was um I <laughs> I kind of knew I beat you when that Tampa Bay game ended. Yeah. I uh, I think it was pretty safe to say that well, also the the Saints game was going on and man, I was not feeling so hot during this because all of the Saints players besides uh Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas were scoring. Like they kept throwing it to Jared Cook, which just pissed me the fuck off. I was just like, "Stop throwing it to Jared Cook, you dopes!" And, and DJ Moore kept scoring on the Panthers side. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "This is going so perfect for Evan. It's ridiculous." And then Chris Godwin just erupted, and then Lamar Jackson on Monday night, which I had already beaten you, so it was like, whatever, you know. Lamar Jackson for his normally 40 points a week. Nothing out of the usual there. So just to kind of put it out there, I had put up 194 points against your 116. So this wasn't even close, (laughs) which is okay. You definitely would have came a little closer with Jared Cook in your lineup and potentially a Golden Tate. So It was between Devo or Golden Tate, so... It honestly wouldn't have mattered. I mean, yeah, you would have gotten maybe like 40 more points. 
that's about it. Or yeah. not 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 even that, like twenty nine, maybe something. Yeah, Jared Cook was a mistake for sure. And that's okay. Just don't make the same mistake next week. Exactly. So and that's that's the way the cookie crumbles, man. So let's move on to our final recap game, which was Matt versus Mark. And wow, um Mark has really fallen off in this past couple months or this past couple weeks, really. Do you know why? I mean, I I mean Aaron Jones isn't putting up 40 points anymore, so I think that's kind of a big deal. And Marvin Jones doesn't have Stafford, so I think that's also a big piece. So those are big. Also, didn't uh didn't he have Latavius Murray? Yeah, yeah, and he was going bananas for a while with Kamara out. So he's kind of he's still producing, but he's definitely leveled off. He definitely got a really nice touchdown this week. I think it was like a 10, 20 yard run for a touchdown, which was pretty good. And then um, Matt's team's just dominating, you know. He's going to be a real tough cookie to crack going forward in the playoffs, I think. So that'll be something to keep your eye on. So congratulations, Matt, your third place, which I feel like is warranted. And Matt pulled off a pretty big victory with almost half of his team on buys. Yeah. Well, not only that, but... I mean, a zero from Zach Pascal, a 1.2 from Jimmy. You know, I mean, he's lucky everyone else kind of came to play. So, I mean, Jimmy McCaffrey is terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. So, let's uh, let's get into that um, week 13 preview. This so, is the season finale, right? This is the season finale. This is the last week. And I'm very excited about it. I'm, I, <laughs> I would love nothing more than to go undefeated. And I need someone to fact check to see if anyone has ever done it. And I don't think they have. So if I go undefeated and I continue to stay undefeated for the rest of the season, then I am now going to retract my all the statements from everybody and myself saying I am the most mismanaged team this year because it wasn't looking good for a while. You know, it was looking pretty bad and, and Wayland's was Wayland's team was looking pretty, pretty good. And then I traded for Lamar Jackson. And then next thing you know, the tables a turn. I still can't believe that Wayland traded Lamar Jackson. Well, he's trying to give me, um, he's trying to give me Russell Wilson. And I, and I was just thinking to myself, I don't want that because he's going to have a bye and then he's going to play against some tough matchups. And look, look what happens. You know, he doesn't score on his bye. He has a tough match or really not a tough matchup, but he doesn't put up that many points against Philly. And then he didn't put up that many points against the 49ers. So it's like my plan has actually worked out exactly how I had planned which is very awesome for uh, me becoming points leader. So I envision myself becoming the points leader, taking down that belt, and uh, having a happy offseason for that. So anyway, let's get back. 
let's get back on track here and get back to the the week 13 fantasy matchups and we're gonna start here with um myself versus ethan and do you think ethan has a shot to upset me this week looking through looking through i think fournette's gonna have a tough time i think Jared Goff will potentially have a decent time against that really soft Arizona defense. I was thinking, Uh, too, is Goff might be able to have a bounce back this week. And then I think Tariq Cohen. um, uh, I don't really know about the... How many points did he score? So he scored 12 last time they versed Detroit, which is like a whatever. Uh, Jarvis Landry uh, has been blowing up lately, so... He had 12 points last week against Pitt, so maybe they'll um, they'll let them beat him again. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm not. I think Kenny Galladay had a pretty average day against um, Chicago. I could definitely see Devonte Parker um, putting up some numbers this week against that really soft Philly defense. And then I really think that Jacoby Brissett is going to put up a very average day against Tennessee. So I could totally see him scoring 120 something points. And for me, I feel like Jacksonville is actually a tough, a little bit of a tough matchup, although it, it doesn't say that. The um, Titans tore them up last week, though. Always kind of, kind of tears them up and they kind of get in their own head about it. Um, so I, I I think it's more of a Derrick Henry thing, not a Jacksonville defense thing. I kind of took out Ronald Jones from my lineup and put in Austin Eckler. I'm going to have to make a decision on that front about it. And I really wish I never made that trade with you for uh, for Mike Evans. So um, probably one of my worst trades of the year. I, I know. Um, See, like the way you gotta look at these trades is I needed to get a I, I I had to get rid of a quarterback, you know, and to get Lamar Jackson. So I kind of see it as like I traded um DJ Moore. <laughs> you know what? I don't even want to say that because it sounds even worse. So <laughs> I <laughs> It sounds really mismanaged if I actually say the actual trades out loud. So we'll just not say that. And that's an omega yikes. It actually worked out, though, because I was trying to trade you and Waylon for a quarterback while you guys were trying to work that trade out. So I was trying to get one of you guys to give me a good deal, and I finally got you to to help a brother out. Well, I feel like I definitely did, considering the scoring difference between Mike Evans and DJ Moore right now. It's really non-existent. I'm pretty sure that DJ Moore has scored more points than Mike Evans has since week nine now, especially after this week where he went for a 33-pointer. So anyway, let's get back to um, the predictions. Do you think he could upset me? I don't think he can. I don't want to say that he might be able to and then jinx him, so I'm going to say Brian's going to win. All kinds of crazy wins. All right. Well, (laughs) 
Honestly, as long as I get points lead, I couldn't care less if I get one little scratch on my record. So, I mean, I honestly think I'm going to win and beat uh, Ethan this week. So, I'm not too worried about it. But anyway, Ethan, good luck. And uh, I'm not rooting for you. So, let's move on to the next one, which is you versus Dylan. This is a bottom feeder you're playing against this week. You are projected for less points than he is. So... It looks like you have someone on by, or you have only nine players in there right now. Oh, yeah. I haven't updated my roster yet. Well, I mean, that's going to be probably Jared Cook, and then it'll probably be a little closer to um, to you beating him or equal. So yeah. it's going to be probably pretty equal. Um, we'll have to take a look at Carson Wentz. I don't know how serious that is, but... Maybe potentially you can pick up Andy Dalton or um, Devlin Hodges this week in case any of that needs to happen for you. Yeah, they um, both stink so bad that I don't know if I... I almost don't know if they're worth, worth the heartache. Well, I mean, Andy yeah, Dalton Carson has some... Messed up hand, so. Andy Dalton has some pretty good matchups uh, outside of the New England one. So... I I I think he could be borderline serviceable for you, but I would really want Carson Wentz against Miami. I think that's a really good matchup. So if yeah. I were to pick here, I would definitely say that you beat Dylan. I agree. I feel like I'm gonna jinx myself, but <laughs> it's okay. You can talk about you beating other people. It's not a big deal. So then our next one is Derek versus Matt, and this one I. I have a really firm stance on who's going to win and it's going to be Matt. And I don't, I don't even think it's going to be close to be honest with you. So is there anything you want to add to this? Uh, I, I definitely think that I don't know what the whole situation with Matt Ryan is right now. And I mean, that's, that's seriously, you know, affecting Derek's fantasy output. And it almost seems like Matt's turned into what Waylon's team was, was a fucking juggernaut now. So Matt's kind of the big juggernaut instead of Waylon at this point in the season. I'm a little afraid of him. And Matt's got a scary team for sure. So I definitely think that Matt's going to take away this game, especially with Dalvin Cook back from bye. And um, Christian McCaffrey, God, that's so 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 fucking dirty man like everyone's complaining about my team being op but this guy has the one and two clear running backs like it's such a massive massive uh competitive advantage to have those two on your team because everyone else is struggling for scraps you know what i mean just trying to put together some quarter uh some running backs to just play against them Wild world out there so let's move on to the next one, which is Luke versus Mark. And um, this one is looking pretty even. So I don't think it really works as a um, an upset because who fucking knows who's going to win this? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, the projected total is within two. So it's like, I flip a coin. Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to go with Mark for this one. I'm going to go Mark as well. I think I like his matchups a little better. 
than Luke's. Although Luke does not have his team updated with a um, Kyler Murray. So maybe his team might look a little better with Kyler Murray in the lineup. So maybe potentially uh, might want to pick Luke, but I think it's safe to say Mark has the advantage for the matchups this week. And the next game is Waylon versus Jake. I don't remember what was all said in the slack. Do you about the final couple slots of the playoffs? Don't. I know it's I know it's messy. And I, Jake and Ethan were breaking it down today in Slack and they were saying that if Jake wins against Waylon, then he has a shot and if Mark loses against Luke or something, or if Mark beats Luke, then he has a shot and all these other like things. So I think there's still a chance, but I honestly think that um, Waylon's going to slaughter Jake this week, steamrolling. And uh, that's all I care to talk about that. I mean, do, do, do you have anything else on this matchup? Not on this matchup in particular. Okay. And our final one of the week, it is Taylor versus Nick. And uh, I think Nick's going to stop her. And um, I think it's going to really come down to this New England and Houston game. Nick has... That's going to be a big one. Nick has Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, Julian Edelman, and James White. That's four players... Oh wait, no, the the kicker, kicker, yeah. So that's five players in the in one game, which is always kind of a um, double-edged sword because it could be a shootout or it could be a no shootout. (laughs) And Patriots have had a lot of those anti-shootouts going on. Yeah, they haven't really been putting up that many points. They've been more playing like defense and run, trying to run the ball. So, Um, but yeah, that is week thirteen our fantasy matchups and good luck everybody um obviously i'm gonna smash ethan and you're i think we will smash jake so i don't know how that's going to change the playoff scape but i'm looking forward to seeing it so ethan's very excited um i think if he loses this game Against me, he still uh, makes the playoffs. So at least I think that's what he was saying. So the top six are set in stone as far as being in. Um, Mark, Ethan, and Luke are all at five and seven. And Jake is at four and eight. So depending on how those fours matchups shake out, there could be a lot of shuffling around in here. So I think if Mark loses, I think that's what it was, was if Mark loses, I think it was either Mark or Luke. I can't remember, but um, yeah, it was Mark. So Jake needs to outscore Mark and he's down by, it looks like about, about, um, I can't math. I think it's like 15 points right there. So He's down about 15 points, so he has to outscore him by about 15 points this week and have Mark lose. 
So there's a lot of like ifs ands buts going yeah. on. But uh but yeah, so excited. Exciting week of football and fantasy to come. There's a lot of really awesome games this week as well. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to all these games. So let's uh are you ready for some questions, Evan? Is that the first question? I mean, it could be. <laughs> Bring them on. How does it feel to be in the losers group of the league? Um, it is. It's a great feeling of community. <laughs> you know, we're a pity we're a, community. You might. We're say. a true team, and we all have each other's backs. And uh, <laughs> we all know there will always be plenty of pity to go around. <laughs> Well, do you think it comes from drafting a shit he like a terrible team? I think that's definitely a great start. So I maybe have, I have done a phenomenal job drafting shitty teams. Uh, well, maybe I say we it's should... my specialty, especially in this league. <laughs> uh, I feel like we we usually draft early enough that I have absolutely no idea what's going on in the NFL. Well, this year was a little early, so I don't want to say that I drafted well because most of my draft was already decided for me i think waylon and waylon drafted probably the best out of everybody i think in this yeah. league and, yeah i uh i knew uh, everything was gonna fall apart when waylon drafted lamar jackson right in front of me and i had i was like i had him set in my queue for a few picks and i was like all right i'm gonna take lamar jackson i didn't realize waylon still had to go and then he goes on the clock and takes lamar jackson i immediately knew things were gonna go downhill and they did. Yeah. I ended up with well, Andy Dalton as a starter and Jimmy G. Well, that's scary. It sounds like the losers group is not a terrible place to be. So um, enjoy it. They're, the old adage, big trees fall hard, is definitely in play for you. So you will be in the losers group. Just give it a couple years. <laughs> losers group will take over. Yeah, I uh, I really doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. So um, how did it feel when I uh, stomped you out of second place? Um, I would say it was expected. There was a feeling of pending doom. The second I saw that I went into second place, I was like, this is going to collapse very, very quickly. Um, yeah, I, well... I chastised all of the league for letting me get into second place because it's embarrassing for everyone else. And I knew it would be quickly corrected. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's just really interesting how it happened. You know, just points with um, Waylon losing and um, uh, Matt losing, and it just kind of happened, you know what I mean? And, I mean, I beat you one game in Week 12, and you went from second place to fifth. So very, very weird, very odd. I did make sure to screenshot the standings before they changed from me being second, <laughs> so I, I might make that my my team picture next. Add a boy, add a boy. That's the uh, that's the Evan pity party flag. Exactly. <laughs> We're number two. <laughs> We're number two for one week. Well, anyway, I I'm sorry I did it to you. You know, it just so happens that I had to play against you that week, and. 
you know, apparently everything I do is villainous in this league, so I can't get around it. I'm just permanently the... I don't know what to do about it, man. Better. <laughs> I think what hap- what needs to happen is I need to start losing, and then I won't be a villain anymore. Yeah, there are no lovable winners in this league. Exactly. Yeah, so, so, um, how do you feel about your trades this year? I'd say... I'd say one was pretty much pointless. Uh, I traded Teddy Bridgewater for Marcus Mariota at one point. Uh, yeah, that was, was pointless. It was right when Breeze was about to come back, and it was right when Mariota got benched. So it was fun to get on the, think, on the radar. And then your Baker with Garoppolo one. Yeah, that's been that's been a little bumpy. That was, uh, I think, about a week or so before Emmanuel Sa- Sanders got traded to the 49ers. So if if I had known that was coming, I would have fought on Jimmy G for sure. Um, but Baker is a decent keeper for a year, so I kind of I needed to take some kind of chance at QB. Yeah, I I think you made a decent. I mean, honestly, I don't really like the whole one for one things, especially the same position. You know, it's just more like I guess if you're really partial to baker which i mean honestly he's a keeper so you have that going for you and he's a really good keeper so um really good in the sense that he's a late rounder so i really think that um it wasn't a terrible trade for you even though that he's kind of underperforming what jimmy g's doing right now but i definitely think going forward i think it's i think it'll pay off in the long run if you actually do decide to keep him and Baker has a decent schedule for the next couple of weeks, so I'm hoping to ride that as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess the next part of this question is, do you feel like I saved your season, and are you thankful for it, for the trade that I made you? Um, I feel like I did a phenomenal job managing a shitty team. <laughs> I was able to squeak out some wins. Um, and uh, just I want to stop you there, Evan. But Carson I just wins. want to stop you real quick because I also agree. I think if I were to give the manager of the year award, it would definitely be to you. Shucks. Um, I hands down, man. Uh, I you know what? I probably should have prepared this beforehand, but I definitely want to read off your week one team. Let that kind of sink into everybody. That would be. It would consist of. Jimmy Garoppolo, which he scored 10. David Johnson, which <laughs> season high. Uh, well, no, it actually wasn't season high, but it was a 22 point, which um, was really good. And he was actually doing pretty good through week yeah. six. And then he just kind of fell off. He, someone broke him. And once he was broken, he could not be repaired. And um, Andy Dalton did a pretty decent job with a 27 spot. And then you had um, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Joe Mixon. Everyone kind of just underperformed for you. We fast forward to today's team and how these players have, you know, kind of played. Amari Cooper's hit or miss. Mike Evans is kind of hit or miss. And Andy Dalton got fucking benched. David Johnson's basically been, she's been injured. Joe Mixon has been absolutely horrid. So definitely one of the better managing of a team I've ever seen. 
So my hat's off to you. You actually didn't do that many trades to really shake your team up too much. So I'm very proud of you, Evan. And if there were awards for this season, like in the ESPN League, I would definitely award you best manager. So that counts for something. (laughs) It counts for um, loser points. Exactly. (laughs) Lovable loser points. Keep racking them up. So the final question I got for you is, who has the tightest end in the league? Oh, man. (laughs) Um, I guess I should... Here, let me rephrase this. Who has the tightest end in the league, and why is it you? What? I... I think that you think you have the tightest end. And you're, you're <laughs> going to get me. stuck up on You're going to realize it's not so tight. <laughs> <laughs> I got a juicy end, man. You know, I, I got that thickness coming in. So it's not that tight. It's definitely not that tight. <laughs> so I definitely think it's either you or it's... um. Might be Luke, or I don't know. It's one of you guys. I like Tigers. <laughs> well, Evan, on that note, um, <laughs> do, you, do you have anything else for me, man? Oh, I think that's it. Well, all right. Well, thanks for coming on the show this week. And, you know, we had to do it a little early this week because of Thanksgiving. I hope everyone has a fantastic holiday. Eat a lot of really good food, preferably not meat. But I understand if I understand if you do eat it. Only eat. I would appreciate it. Exactly, exactly. Make sure you conjure up Satan in your kitchen this holiday season. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank thank you all for listening. And once again, thank thank you, Evan, for taking time out of your uh, very incredibly busy day to be able to do this with me. And I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. Bye. Hey, you too. Thanks, Brian. Wow, this food is amazing, Mom. Yeah, it sure is. Yes, Mrs. Hauntis, the corn is very delicious. Well, I'm glad you like it, John. But again, our last name isn't Hauntis. No, we don't have last names, John. Oh, right. Sorry, I guess I messed up again. I guess you did. It's okay, John. You're doing fine. I'm just so nervous. I really want your family to like me. They do like you. (laughs) Would you excuse me for a sec? I just have to use the restroom. Oh, okay. John seems nice. He is, Mom. And thanks again for welcoming him to Thanksgiving dinner, even though he's... A pale face? Grandpa, that's not nice. You're being prejudiced. I'm not prejudiced. I just see that the pale faces are taking over. They're everywhere now. Uh, Maybe cool it with the pale face talk, Dad. What? Can we... We can't say that now? So, So what are they called? I think just white people. White people? But they're not white, they're pale. Guys, stop it, he's gonna hear you. Oh, phew. I guess my stomach was a little upset. I feel a lot better now. Look, he didn't even wash. His hands are bone dry. So, John, Pocahontas tells us you're turning 30 soon. Yep, yeah, couple of weeks. And you do know she's 12, right? Yeah, I I do, I do. Ah, I, I see. Hey, I, I have an idea. Why don't we all 
go around the table and share something that we're thankful for. Oh, I love that idea. Well, I I'll think start. <laughs> I'm thankful for our land and our great and mighty chief. And let's hope he finally builds that wall. Grandpa? What? We need a wall. I heard those illegal settlers are coming over here with their diseases and guns, and we need to protect our borders. That's just so rude and offensive, Grandpa. Yeah, where'd you even hear a thing like that? Fox. Grandpa, you gotta stop talking to that crazy old fox. He knows what's up. He makes a lot more sense than that lying peacock you talk to. You know what? It's okay. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Exactly. Can we just have a nice Thanksgiving dinner without you bringing up politics? Fine by me. Yes. Please. You know what? I think I have to excuse myself again. Oh, sure. Okay, babe. Grandpa, you're being a bigot. Is John okay? That's the second time he's excused himself. Maybe because Grandpa keeps freaking him out. Or maybe because he's stealing from us. What? John doesn't steal. I'm just saying, since those illegals showed up, a lot of things have gone missing lately. Buffaloes, land. <laughs> but Grandpa, the pale, excuse me, white people have made some good contributions to our land. Oh, right, like those ugly blankets that are getting everybody sick. Who told you the blankets are getting people sick? The fox. <laughs> he knows what's up. He also said these illegals... Stop calling them illegals. They're just regular, hard-working people seeking refuge. And since when is it our job to take care of this world's problems? Okay, Dad, that's enough. Uh, hey, guys, I should maybe get going. Bone dry again. Stop it. John. Please, stay. Yeah, I'm sorry about my father. He's just a little old-fashioned. Oh, it's not that. I just think my stomach is having a hard time digesting this food. Uh, I saw some whole corn kernels in my stool, and I specifically remember chewing them all. Yeah, that happens to me, too. <laughs> me, too. Yeah, it's something about the skin on the corn. I think it doesn't break down. Oh. But that doesn't make sense, because it's only some of them in my stool. Right, like... Three or four. Yes, I saw exactly four just now in my stool. And I saw three yesterday. Wow, John, I, I guess we have a few things in common after all. Yeah, I guess so. Friends? Friends. I'm not touching your hand. You just crapped twice, and your hands are bone dry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Grandpa! Grandpa! Hi, folks. I'm Will Ferrell. And if you're anything like me, you know there's a lot of problems in this crazy, crazy sketch. I mean, white actors playing natives? What is this, 2014? But no matter what year it is, or what color we are, or whether we get our news from a fox or a peacock, one thing's for sure, none of us can digest corn. And that's what's important. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>